Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Alphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This is our 23rd episode. We are doing June 3rd through June 9th in the year 1995 this week. Let's jump right into the pool that is the podcast. June 3rd. Bosnian Serb officials made contradictory statements about the whereabouts of an American pilot a day after his Air Force jet was shot down. Bosnian Serb military sources claimed that the pilot, later identified as Captain Scott F. O'Grady, was in Bosnian Serb hands, a claim that later proved to be false. More on him later. We also have a second story from June 3rd, titled Canada's Retail Union Takes on Walmart. Canada's biggest retail union is taking aim at the world's largest retailer in a bid to organize employees of Walmart Canada Incorporated. Walmart entered Canada last year after acquiring 122 former Woolco department stores from Woolworth Corporation. It has since expanded to 127 stores with 44 outlets in Ontario. This did not go so well. No. Uh, Walmart? Unionized? No. That's not a thing. Moving on to June 4th. Rare dinosaur egg with skeleton sells for $24,150. A 100 million year old egg with its delicate embryonic skeleton exposed fetched a mere $24,150 Saturday, a fraction of what it was believed to be worth, auction organizers say. The dinosaur sale was very disappointing, said Mark Newman, a New York fossil collector who worked with Philip Fine Arts auctioneers and appraisers in setting up the unusual sale. They were estimating anywhere between $50,000 and $100,000 for this, which even $100,000 to me seems kind of low. Like, this is so cool. It is very cool. And like, I don't want to hate on art, but like, you know, piece of art sell for a lot of money. Dumb paintings that people made. This is a dinosaur egg from a hundred million years ago. Like, it should be in a museum, in a separate section of the museum as this art, but... And it's got, like, this little teeny tiny exposed skeleton. Yeah, like, that's that's so so cool. cool. Like, I I could see, like, someone making a replica of that and that costing, like, a thousand dollars. Right. Moving on to June 5th. The North American version of the video game Earthbound is released for the Super Nintendo, which some people refer to as the SNES, and I'm not okay with that. Who says SNES? A buddy of mine, Topher, says SNES. He says SNES? He's way behind, so he's not going to hear this until, like, November, but when he does, he's going to be affronted. I know, no one says SNES. It's not a thing. I've met him a couple times, and he's really into video games and stuff. I know he is, and he's a good person, too, which is very confusing. Oh, my God. I I had to drop that on you right now. I couldn't tell you about that earlier. (laughs) Wanted that reaction to be natural. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't heard of Earthbound, I'm not surprised, but you've definitely heard of its main character if you're at all into video games, because the title character is Ness, who you know from the Super Smash Brothers series, all the way back to the very first one, Smash 64. He was. He was. That's And that was the first time I heard of Ness. Me too. Yeah. I I never played Earthbound. Yeah, me either. One last bit of news for June 5th. I turned seven. I think I went to Chuck E. Cheese. Happy. I'm not going to do that. Good. June 6th, U.S. Astronaut Norman Thagard broke NASA's space endurance record of 84 days, one hour, and 16 minutes aboard the Russian space station Mir. Uh, also today, Reeve in excellent spirits after surgery. So actor Christopher Reeves underwent six and a half hours of delicate surgery to stabilize his injured neck uh, on Monday, doctors said. Reeve, who was paralyzed uh, after being thrown at an equestrian event off of a horse on May 27th, underwent surgery in which doctors fused the top vertebrae of his spine to the base of his his skull to allow him to hold his head straight. I remember this being big news back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, because it was Superman, and Superman got paralyzed, so that yeah. was just 
Whoa. Reeve went through a lot of inner anguish when he was in the ICU, particularly when he was alone during the night. His approaching operation to reattach the skull was apparently really frightening to contemplate. This is all stuff I pulled from Wikipedia. Quote him, I already knew that I had only had a 50-50 chance of surviving the surgery. Then at a particularly bleak moment, the door flew open and in hurried a squat fellow with a blue scrub hat and a medical surgical gown, glasses, and speaking in a Russian accent. The man announced that he was a proctologist <laughs> and he was going to perform a rectal exam on Reeve. <laughs> it was Robin Williams reprising his character from the film Nine Months. Reeve wrote uh, for the first time since my accident I laughed. My old friend had helped me know that somehow I was going to be okay. That's really cool because it's just another thing that just solidifies Robin Williams as such an awesome dude. And Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve actually go way back. They were roommates at Juilliard. Really? I guess they were both accepted to some specialized acting program that they were the only members of the program like there were classes where it was just the two of them that's crazy But like they were roommates and i guess robin williams at the time like didn't have a hell of a lot of money like to the point where christopher reeve was sharing his food with robin williams so like these guys formed a bond early early on and really good friends as both of them skyrocketed to fame robin williams with mork and mindy obviously christopher reeve with superman it's even rumored that you know toward the end of his life his medical bills piled up it's out there that robin williams helped to cover a lot of that. That's really cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. All right, moving on to June 7th. The maiden flight of the Boeing 777 was made from London to Washington. Uh, this is the plane that Tally's dad flew for Air Canada before he retired last summer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's why I call it a Boeing 777 As and not a Boeing 777. Is that the insider lingo? That is the pilot the, talk? That is the pilot talk. It's really? Some of the things he says are peculiar. Like, he doesn't refer to, like, where we say 09, mm-hmm. like 2009. He says zero nine. Okay. Now yeah. is that again a pilot thing or is that just him? I feel like it's a pilot thing. Yeah. Like in referring to numbers and letters and having the distinction between them. Maybe it's like if you're like radioing it or something, you need yeah. to be more more specific. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, that's all we have for June seventh, but June 8th. You were right. U.S. Marines rescued U.S. Air Force pilot Captain Scott O'Grady, whose F-16C fighter jet had been shot down by Bosnian Serbs on June second. Welcome um, back. Yeah. Also Danish. Slash Greenlandic slash Canadian programmer Rasmus Lerdorf releases the first version of the scripting language PHP, which in 15 years will be used as the server-side language on 75% of all web servers. I feel like it's probably more than that. I think so too. Yeah, because uh, PHP is really powerful. I know it a bit. I can make it work. I have very distant memories of it from first-year computer science. Yeah. 73%. Those dollar signs. June 9th. CD Stereo makes fast changes. Coming next month from Sharp Electronics is the WQ-CH900 portable stereo with a 5-disc CD changer that has a clear window on top where the CDs load so you can easily see the titles of discs. The unit is a new generation of Sharp's original portable CD and stereo introduced in 1993, but this CD system is also incredibly fast. Incredibly fast. Able to switch from the first disc to the fifth in less than five seconds. Oh my god, this next part is so good. Oh yeah. Weighing only 13 pounds without batteries, the WQCH900 at $250 will be available nationwide at electronics and department stores come July. If you can't find it in your area, Call Sharp's toll-free number 800-B-SHARP, which I called and still works. Also, the B-SHARPs. <laughs> Continuing that same article, but with absolutely no segue. It was there's, super weird. Yeah, there's this. It's typing on the phone line. Now Big Brother can send you messages. 
Motorola has just introduced WordSender, a device that enables users to send text and numeric messages over telephone lines directly to a pager. WordSender, which resembles a high-tech telephone with an attached keyboard, will change paging by eliminating the need for a special operator if you want to send a printed message. WordSender at $249 is available nationwide. For more information, call Motorola at 800-548-9954, a number that also still works. Yeah, that we was crazy. Both that, both that was funny. Knew. This is 90s texting and also word sender. I mean, that's what it does. They cut straight to the point. Yeah. All, I didn't know that you had to uh, like talk to an operator to to get them to send like a printed message. Like I had no idea that you had to do that with like a pager. No, I didn't think that was a thing. Yeah. Like I, I knew there was like just dial and get the number. It doesn't but make I, sense though. It does make sense. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I thought there was like some like, like an actual texting kind of thing. Like, you know, type out your message the same way you would text on like a... Uh, like like the old T9. Yeah, like kind of like T9, but just, you know, like press like press seven four times to get the letter S. Two notes on the week overall. So the first is uh, sometime this week, drag queen RuPaul was announced as the spokes blonde for MAC Cosmetics because, according to Paul, no one used as much makeup as I do. RuPaul, of course, is of rupaul's drag race as some of you may be familiar with he also did this really weird don't go breaking my heart duet with elton that was john so weird we watched the video it's it looked kind of like an elaborate karaoke video it did actually that's very accurate mm-hmm. it was weird also sometime this week nbc ordered 13 episodes of third rock from the sun a mid-season sitcom starring john lithgow and jane Curtin. it's about aliens who inhabit the earth in human form that is technically true and this went on to be one of my favorite 90s so- shows funny it is so good i think we've already said it's on netflix check it out but again it's on netflix and also check it out yeah should we move on to good old movies and music let's do it let's see what was uh what was rocking at the box office this week it's june we've got some oh my god why is that number one i love it at number one casper that is the friendliest ghost like it's been in it's been in theaters for two weeks yeah and like why would you release casper in the middle of may I don't know. That just doesn't I loved seem... Casper. It's a great movie. Great movie. Christina Ricci's in it, isn't isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she's the girl and then who plays the dad? Oh my god. Someone. Someone notable. Is it Bill Pullman? That guy was everywhere in the nineties. He was. Is it Bill Pullman? Yeah, it is Bill Pullman. It is Bill Pullman. Nice. Okay, this cool. This is a Spielberg movie. Spielberg? Wait. Well, producer. Okay. Spielberg. He produces Hey, his name's, his name's on it. Yeah. Uh, moving down the list. Uh, number two, we have Bridges of Madison County. At three, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's a summer blockbuster. That makes sense yeah. for this time of year. A great... Well, yeah, it's a great movie. It's not... It breaks from the Christmas motif of the first two Die Hards, but yeah. it's... I think it's still a solid one. The last solid Die Hard. At number four, Braveheart, featuring a very Scottish Mel Gibson. Oh my god. That Crimson Tide, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, Bad Boys is way down there. Oh wow. Yeah, Bad Boys is is there. Oh, that's good stuff. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. I have some Casper Pogs at home. Really? That's 90s. Got Casper in Pog form? Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. Let's check out the Billboard Hot 100, shall we? At number one. Oh god, why? Every time. I'm never happy with the number ones. At number one, have you ever really loved a woman? by brian adams that's all we have to say about that just the mumbling number two yeah number two is is always better than number one right yeah this is how we do it by montel jordan this is such a good song classic Mm -hmm. at number three we have i'll be there for you slash you're all i need to get by by method man featuring mary j blige interesting song i don't remember it oh though 
Number four. This is a cover, so. I know, but still. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Obviously cover Nikki French, but still. Great song. Still a great song. Now, she released two versions of this song song in this year. There's a slightly popped up version of Total Eclipse of the Heart, which I think this is. Mm. And then just a straight up 90s Europop dance version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Great. It's kind of cool. It's a different angle. Rounding out the top five with Water Runs Dry by Boys to Men. It sure does. Moving down the list, there's not a lot of great stuff. There's a few things we've mentioned the other times we've done this year. Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, like Cotton Eye Joe. There was a TLC song up there, which was up there. Oh, Creep by TLC is on there. I've, I've talked about that before. Yeah. Not a hot week overall. I think we should just call it there. But. Oh, hold on. Oh, man. At number 61. Oh, and on its way up to number three, Boombastic by Shaggy. No, Miss Boombastic? It's worth noting. Oh, it's definitely worth noting. Now, what I was reacting to was 63. You are all about Gloria Estefan. That's everlasting love, though. That's... I know, that's her jam. I think we should call it there. We definitely have to call it there. But we'll move on to Song of the Week. Yes. All right, this week, I think it's going to be a little bit of Deep Blue Something. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you, okay. And their song. Their only, really, I think it's their only song. Just the one. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. This yes. is such an iconic mid-ish 90s song. I heard this on the radio like a day or two ago. I heard it on the radio today. That's why nice. I picked it. It is the 90s. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a good way. The music video, the song, the idea of reconciling like some sort of broken love over mutual not hatred over a movie. Wanting to have breakfast at a jewelry store. All these things just make this song the song that I want you to listen to if you listen to it if you want to, but don't, don't blame me. Don't blame me after you do. Really went out on a high note with that one. Yeah. Ended strong. Yeah, um, you don't have to take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. This is a song composed by musicians and gets played on the radio. How more non-committal can I be? Moving on. And a little bit of 90s news now. The world's longest tunnel was just completed. It's spelled G-O-T-T-H-A-R-D. I'm going to say it's Gotthard. I say Gothard or Gotthard. We'll call it the Gotthard Tunnel. So the Gotthard Tunnel was complete. It took 17 years to construct, meaning that the Swiss began construction in 1999 so it just barely fits in to the podcast right in there but it was approved by referendum in 92 that's really cool and you know why i think it's called the got hard tunnel mm. because it took 17 years maybe they only were like oh this will take seven years and then it got oh, hard and then it got hard yeah nice. that's a terrible joke that, though yeah that is god awful uh, let's move on and pretend that never happened also the tunnel is 57 kilometers cool Let's move on to this week on. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing that happened. It's summertime. So while Seinfeld, Friends, and The Simpsons were all on, it was summer. They were done for the year. Yeah. It was just reruns. So here's what we're thinking we're going to do for the next couple months. Until TV picks up again, we're going to do possibly this week on. Yeah. There are reruns. So maybe an episode like this of a TV show, we're going to branch out and not do Seinfeld, Simpsons, or Friends for the next couple months, and just talk about a TV show that we think is cool, and an episode that was awesome. And may have been on this week. So, may have been on. possibly on this week, Home Improvement, Season 3, Episode 25, The Great Race 2. Uh? 
Tim holds a two-man auction on Tool Time to help raise money for Jill's fundraiser for the library. Bob Vila guest stars and raises more money. Classic, <laughs> classic Bob Vila. Tim challenges Bob to a hot rod race. The reason I want to bring this up is because this is one of those episodes of 90s TV where we see definitive character growth. Unexpected character growth. As anyone who's seen Home Improvement is aware, for multiple seasons, Tim built a hot rod. And yeah, there's it with the family. Built it with the family. There are like, all sorts of these. Restored like a 1930s car from scratch, pretty much. Yeah, built it from the ground up. It was a whole big thing. Lots of plot points around it. He finally got the car done. Bob Vila comes on his show. Al's drooling over Bob as is tradition and discusses his hot rod. Tim also mentions that he has a hot rod, which may or may not work right now, but challenges Bob to a race. So they go out to an airport strip and they bring the cameras and they film the race. Off the cars go and they're kind of vying back and forth. Bob Vila ends up winning. It immediately flashes away to Tim in his garage, shining the car. Jill comes in, starts helping him out, and Tim's not upset. This confuses Jill because Tim's a hothead. Yeah, it's been like he has a perver- like a everlasting dick measuring contest with Bob Vila. It's the best. So when Jill comes back and says, well, why aren't you upset? You just lost to Bob Vila. Isn't this the worst thing that's literally ever happened to you? Tim says, I could have redlined the car against Bob, but I took three years to build this. We took three years to build this. I haven't broken the engine in. I'm not going to risk ruining my new car over one dick measuring contest. Yeah. And it was so touching because right after that, they launched into this montage of the whole family and all these moments that you probably remember if you saw those episodes of everyone building the car. It was so nice. Whenever you see Bob Vila, like Tim goes all out to try and beat him. Mm-hmm. And this was entirely different. It's a general rule of sitcoms that the characters, you know, they start and finish the episode the same. So you can hop into one episode to the next without there being anything jarringly different. Yep. And this was a nice moment where he kind of broke the mold a little bit and did something unexpected and grew a little bit. His little tool man heart got a little bit bigger this week. It sure did. Possibly on this week on TV. Moving on to our 90s spotlight. This is a good one. I'm such a fan of this one. Yeah. So yeah, this is about an article that actually came out like this week, but it is about what is apparently a really big 90s mystery, something that plagued the author for this for years. And it's crazy the depths that he went to to solve this 90s television mystery. The article from the Huffington Post is called My Year-Long Quest to Uncover the Identity of Ugly Naked Guy. So you guys remember Friends. Oh. We've talked about it like once. One time. But one thing I really remember about Friends. Now, I, as you know, I'm not huge into Friends like I am with Seinfeld and The Simpsons. But Ugly Naked Guy, as far as side characters go, I mean, for someone who's never really fully seen, this is one of the huge ones. Until now, the public has not known who Ugly Naked Guy was played by because he was in a couple scenes in one hilarious scene with Ross yeah. where Ross is with him also naked at his request because as soon as he stepped in the apartment he asked that Ross take his clothes off from what I remember this was a hilarious thing like they're constantly making fun of ugly naked oh yeah like like so many episodes they poked him with a really long stick one day ugly naked guy yeah so I was parading around with no blinds or anything Here's a quote from the article. In a month where I got to interview personal heroes such as Brian Wilson and Neil Young, there was still no question that I was about to conduct the most important interview of my life. Finally, one year after my journey began, I got on the phone with the man of mystery. His name? 
John Hogan, spelled H-A-U-G-E-N. This is what he looked like at the time. This is the true identity of ugly naked guy, and then it's a picture of him. He's not that ugly, I don't think. No, I mean, well, you never saw his face. Yeah, he's he's a regular looking dude. Um, you need to read this I article. Think that's, yeah, it's a, we're going to link it when we post the podcast. It's so It's in worth depth. the read. The lengths that he goes to, just the hoops that he had to jump through to find this guy's identity. It's intense. On IMDb and Wikipedia and stuff, it's just listed as a random guy who was on Friends, like one of Rachel's bosses or something, I think. But he was an ugly naked guy. And I think no one ever really knew. He called casting agencies and spoke with producers and people who worked on Friends and apparently didn't talk to David Schwimmer on three, three separate occasions, I, I thought think. it was two. Two or three. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Had a, had an opportunity to talk to David Schwimmer and just didn't want to bring it up, I guess. Yeah, it's just a quest. It's a saga and totally worth the read on how he found ugly naked guy. The only other thing I'd like to add on about ugly naked guy how would this go over today this plot point just ugly naked guy ugly naked guy because they rip on him i feel like social justice warriors would lose their minds on twitter finding out that these dicks in new york are making fun of you know a fat naked guy on his balcony really have you ever watched an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia the setup for that show is way more depraved friends they're normal people i guess they're more normal people so i don't know i i think it would go down okay uh, because like he's not actually an ugly naked guy he's wearing clothes in this picture but that's how he's portrayed in the show that's true i think it would be received okay today i mean there's got to be something like I, the entire premise of the big bang theory is more offensive than this in my opinion agreed let me just get this out there i don't like chuck lore he apparently greenlit a couple good series in the 90s he wrote the theme song for ninja turtles but i don't know something must have happened eventually where he just stopped caring and now we've got two broke girls and we've got the big bang theory and i don't like those shows and the world went to shit yeah what are we talking about ugly naked guy ugly naked guy ugly naked guy you're a hero of ours for teaching us it's okay to be naked but maybe we should close our blinds all right moving on to our sponsorship segment as you know we don't get paid to do the podcast we do it out of the goodness of our hearts and out of love for the 90s so every week we make up a fictitious sponsor as a placeholder to the sponsor we don't have but may one day get this week the episode is brought to you by the effort it took to make a mixtape oh man recording in the 90s recording one cassette to the next we're doing it the cheap way and just recording it right off the radio Nice. You had to listen to the whole song. It wasn't just burning to a CD. Yeah, we're making a playlist. Ugh. Nowadays, you got it easy. You wanna, you wanna show your emotions or have have something for that long drive. You just throw together a playlist. Couple minutes, or you take can... like a Spotify pre-made playlist for like a certain mood. Or if even so if you're easy. lazier, click on the genius button. That's it. You still use iTunes? No, but some people do. Some people probably still use iTunes. Yeah. Pick out your favorite song or whatever one you know you want the playlist to be about, and push genius, and you have boom, twenty-five song playlist. Yeah, and I'm sure Apple Music probably has some like random playlist for moods and stuff it was not like that in the 90s i know you had to and but there was something so much more meaningful with it authentic giving someone a mixtape as a gift or or something if you gave talia a playlist for like an anniversary or like a something special like happy birthday here's a here's a playlist playlist. i don't know i i would fear for what would happen to you well i think that she would think that i am no longer working for a living I think that's what would happen. Like, she would grow concerned about my financial situation. That's possible. But if you made a mixtape, there may still be concerns about your financial situation. Probably. 
but she one at least knows that you had to shell out a couple bucks to buy a tape that's true and two just the effort that you had to go through to make something like that it was just so much more work that went into it and i think it it showed mixtapes specifically cassette mixtapes we would like to thank you for making us slow down and think about our significant others or friends or our long drives or whatever one more note for you on sponsorships So as much as we joke about them, uh, some of you have contacted us with various offers for sponsorships. Up until this point, we've declined. Here's what I have in mind now. I want to throw this out there to anyone listening to the podcast. Every episode, we will have one slot open for like a 15 to 30 second $10 sponsorship. We're not trying to get rich off of this. Basically, this will just pay for the hosting for the show. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. You want to talk about your dog? We'll talk about your dog. For 15 to 30 seconds definitely talk about dogs we'll talk about your dog or whatever maybe you have a cat maybe you have an alligator maybe you have a business maybe you have a business selling dogs cats and alligators or you have a podcast or a website or an instagram account something so for ten dollars we will tell our audience about it we reserve the right to make fun of you if that's a thing uh we probably won't But I mean, if it's something really hilarious, we might have a giggle. So just know that. Mm -hmm. And also wildly speculate. If you give us a line of text and we don't exactly know what you're going to do, what your business is, we reserve the right to extrapolate, to draw that dotted line. To interpret and misinterpret at will. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should note that we're going to read whatever the sponsorship is. So just give us a blurb and we'll read it on, on the show. And, you know, when we post the episode, if you have a link or something like that, we can throw that in there. So for the people who've already contacted us about doing sponsorships, we'll get back in touch with you and see if this is something you'd be interested in doing. Uh, You know, just our way of giving back. As far as our audience goes, I can tell you that this podcast is much, much larger than I think I ever expected it to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so awesome. We really appreciate everyone who listens. Oh, it, this is so much fun to do people. every week. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy this. All right. So last little bit, as always, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Stuck in the 90s Podcast. We're on Twitter at SIT90S. Yeah, that's Stuck in the 90s, SIT. Yeah, SIT 90s. Instagram at Stuck in the 90s at Podcast. Stuck in the 90s, yeah. And you, you, you can, know this by now. You can also contact us at Stuck in the 90s Podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to be a $10 sponsor for something hilarious yeah, that might be or something serious, up. do that. That'll be fun. Last but not least, let's figure out what we're going to do next week. Spin the wheel. All right. And... All right. Next week, we are doing June 10th. To 16th, 1999. I like 99. I've got a lot to say about 99, and it's summer. Oh, yeah. This would have been like the last couple weeks of school in 99. But more on that next week, because for now, the podcast is now over. Catch you later.